0: June 26, 2023. It's a lot for Pedro's show. Show Happy Monday. Come on, what? 22 years doing a show, I'm still blowing fucking clams. Started <laughs> off with uh, John Coltrane doing Training In. Well, it's only an excerpt. A gig they did on November 22, 1962 in his quartet. And then we had Coffin Prick with Legendary Sweet Tooth. And because of those software engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention, I got with me. Uh, <laughs> Ryan. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm choking to death here. Of course, <laughs> in 22 years, I'm still fucking up the shows, right?
1: <laughs> I'm right there with you.
0: So go well, fucking introduce yourself then. Hello. How's it going, Mike?
1: It's uh, Ryan Weinstein. Ryan
0: here. Weinstein. There it is. Well, all the fucking file names said Coffin Prick, so I had to go look on the calendar to find your name. Ryan Weinstein.
2: Weinstein.
0: Weinstein. I'm sorry. Yeah, Although, yeah that's all oh, good. Although, if you lived in Germany, you would say Stein. I had the uh, Mister Bernstein, a great trumpet player. Same thing. It got you uh, Americanized. Yeah, their EI is always I, and the IE is always E. Oh
1: yeah, I have a uh, Russian and German blood, so that's. It's in there. You're talking about I'm, I'm Bur- just you're-
0: talking about fucking spelling in Germany and spelling in the U.S. <laughs> that's
1: all. <laughs>
0: because you know what? We're all one fucking race, right? Let's, you know, this <laughs> human race. And that's good enough for what? And, and, and anyway, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at, right? Mr. Sly Stone said that. Because th- um, you don't pick that former thing, but you might have something to do with that latter thing. And I'm really interested in your journey through music. So will you... Please take us on that journey. In fact, let's start with your earliest musical recollection, please.
1: Sure. Yeah, let's see. Uh, when I was very young, uh, I was uh, I was given a, uh, you know, like a lot of kids, I had a little Fisher-Price record player when I was a kid. I never but did. This... That's it? I never did. Oh, no. Wow. I had one. I had one. and uh, But you know, I know what they are. Team. I know what they are. Yeah. I, I mean, that was that was it. We had records. There wasn't a lot of music around my house. My dad, I grew up with my father. My mom was more the music person. Uh, she was real into the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix. Uh, you know, her favorite band was the Doobie Brothers. She loved the Doobie Brothers. No, the uh, question
0: is your earliest musical recollection. It has something to do with this uh, Fisher-Price turntable.
1: Well, yeah, we had we had some little records around the house. I couldn't remember the first records that I listened to exactly, but I remember the first thing that I had that made a big impact on me. I had a cassette at some point of uh, John Williams, the composer, the, the film composer John Williams. I, I was given a cassette of uh, his music sometime in the early 80s, and it really made a huge impact on me and probably stuck with me to this day, whether I think about it consciously or not. Um and so that was was that's your earliest
0: that's your earliest musical recollection
1: okay let me ask you let me ask you some other questions yeah
0: sure first record you bought with your own money
1: I remember that yes it was uh, funnily enough it was a Duran Duran album Seven and the Ragged Tigers I remember I bought that album when it came out
0: because when you're a kid (laughs) you ain't got a lot of money that's why I asked that question and what was the first gig you saw (laughs)
1: Well, more importantly, more importantly, I'll tell you the first record that made a big, the actual record. that made Didn't a big you just hear stuff.
0: me ask you? What was What's the that? first gig you
1: saw? The first gig I saw? Oh, gosh. First gig I saw was probably 1981. It was, uh, or 82. It was Neil Diamond.
0: The date ain't important, but the man
1: is. Yeah, Coming to America. Yeah. and <laughs> yeah.
0: Rosie, get on board.
1: You okay. know, I have a later-in-life later, later in life appreciation for his music. I I love that guy's shit. I'm man. a believer,
0: right? The monkeys covered him.
1: Uh, yeah, look, you ever hear Robert Wyatt do that? No, I haven't. It's amazing. Fred Frith, I think, plays on it. And uh, yeah, Nick Mason from Pink Floyd. It's real amazing. Okay, I got to hear that.
0: Now, let me ask you this. In school, were you in the marching band or the choir?
1: No. I tried out for the jazz band, but I got rejected. Uh, I was what you would call a delinquent. Uh, So they didn't really give me much of a shot, as schools tend to do, uh, based on my, uh, rather than encouraging me, they uh, discouraged me because my quote-unquote conduct was poor, but I really had an interest in music and, and illustration especially.
0: Interest in music with illustrate,
1: musical illustrations? No, no. uh, Drawing and and making music were my two favorite things. And I I felt like I was discouraged from both because of my behavior, whereas I felt like maybe if they had, you know, encouraged me to follow something I really loved, there might have been a different uh, situation at the end.
0: Yeah. It's trippy about the what ifs. Let me ask you this. You eventually got into making music how did you start? Yeah. To, well, obviously, the institutional approach did not work. So how did you go and do that?
1: Well, I heard, uh, I guess I, I guess for me, probably like a lot of people, was hearing punk rock. I ain't talking time. to
0: a lot of people. I'm talking to you. For me?
1: Okay, for me, <laughs> I'll tell you. It was uh, hearing music that made me feel like I. it was something I could touch, something I could approach. And it was hearing uh, things like the Ramones and things like that. No, and no,
0: no, Max. What I'm asking you is. I mean, Ryan, not <laughs> Max. <laughs> Stupid ass, what? Ryan, what I'm asking you is, how did you get into playing music?
1: Well, that's what I mean, hearing those records and seeing that, like. No, no, it no, I'm talking physically, like you
0: grabbing an instrument or grabbing a oh, microphone yeah. or something like I had a friend like that. that had a guitar.
1: I had a friend that had okay, a guitar. Okay, now, now we're up.
0: getting somewhere. Okay, yeah. you got a buddy. How old were you? I don't
1: know, 11, probably.
0: Well, I wasn't there. You got to tell me.
1: I was eleven. So okay, I you not remember 11. exactly. I don't I don't have a Rolodex of dates in my mind. I was very young, eleven, twelve, I probably picked up a guitar. Well you probably uh, like, got a better
0: idea of it than I do. Yeah,
1: I believe. So that. so
0: <laughs> when you say you know, you can't assume I know because I wasn't there. I'm a little bit older than you maybe too.
1: Oh, um, you know, it's just a figure of speech, you know. Uh I was eleven or twelve. I okay, so you got a
0: buddy. You didn't pick up a guitar, a buddy let you use his.
1: Well, he did. He actually, I remember he wasn't even in the room. Whoa, I just picked okay. up his guitar and started strumming it. I'd never touched a guitar before. Okay. Yeah. You know, what happened after that? I told him I was interested. I told him my buddy I was interested and he, um, he. Showed, now he must've been in the room. The
0: he must've been in the room if you asked him that.
1: Well, but when he came back, you know, I was in the room. Oh, you want me to set the specific scene? I'll tell you. I picked up his guitar. I was playing with it. He came back in the room and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I just—I'd never touched a guitar before." And he said, "Do you want me to show you? If uh, do you want me to teach you a few chords?" And I said, "Yeah, absolutely." And uh, and we gotta then give I just this guy credit. Then.
0: We gotta give this guy
1: credit. What's his name? Brian Anger. Thank you, Brian. Yeah. Kenneth Anger,
0: right? We just lost him.
1: Yeah, he just passed away. What was okay. that last week before last? Right, yeah.
0: right. Long life, though. Very creative. Okay, and I and he mixed music up with film and stuff. You know, you say in drawing and music, of course they're all artistic expression. But on what Pedro show here, mainly main music. So, so Brian teaches
1: you some chords.
0: Uh, what, do you end up getting your own guitar?
1: I did a couple of years down the road from then. I actually got a bass first. Whoa! Yeah. Why? Well. He was playing the guitar. So oh, you want to make a band? Yeah. I okay. said I should probably play the bass then. Um, so your first thought, band
0: is with Brian.
1: Well, we didn't really have a band, but we were trying. Uh, we never played a gig. We never really wrote any songs. We did a lot of covers in his bedroom. But yeah, we but that's we playing.
0: That's playing. It's yeah, just playing yeah. to you, each other. It's not playing for our crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I I a crowd. It's still playing. Yeah, Dude. yeah. Ryan, you uh, don't know how many hours I did that with Dee Boone, and I, I, I consider it playing still.
1: I definitely consider it playing. I wouldn't say that we had a band, though. There was no name. There was no organization. It was more we would get together after school. It was the only thing I wanted to do. Well, let's, so we say, let's say it
0: was a duet then.
1: Yeah, let's call it that. We had a drum machine at one point, I think, too.
0: Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And, but no tunes. That's what me and Dee Boone did. We copied songs off records.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's and, all we were doing, yeah. How long did this go on? Uh, like a couple of years, one year, two years, maybe, and then we kind of drifted apart. And I don't—I think he probably lost his interest in pursuing music. Where at that point, I had become consumed with it. It was the only thing I wanted to do. It I—I I dropped the idea of becoming an illustrator, and I was purely focused on music. I lost interest in school. I lost interest in in uh, socializing really. I lost interest in any, I was just, that's just all I wanted to do. And what kind of guitar was that? At that point I had a Hondo, a copy of a a Hondo Stratocaster. Well, Hondo is a copy of a Stratocaster. (laughs) Yeah. It was a, it was like, you know, similar design. No, I know
0: Hondos. They had basses too. Yeah. Like a little while ago. And, uh, Amplifier.
1: I had a PV amplifier was the first one, a one 12-inch speaker PV amplifier.
0: And since you really was starting
1: to get into music, did you start recording yourself? No, I didn't start doing that until uh, probably the time I was like 17 or 18, I guess. I got I got a, a, a Tascam 4-track yeah, recorder, tape recorder. Yeah.
0: And uh, uh, that whole meantime... You you're not taking because you're not getting lessons. The guy ain't playing anymore, right, Brian? So well, I did.
1: Okay, I did. I did take one let two lessons on the bass guitar, and uh, I remember going to take a bass lesson. Uh, oh yeah, with- that's
0: right. Because with Brian, you're playing bass. What kind of bass did you have?
1: That first bass I had was a Kramer bass okay. guitar. Sure. Uh, I couldn't remember the model. Honestly, did you have, ma- the- have a? Metal neck, right, So It wasn't one of the ones with aluminum okay. neck, no.
0: Well, that's kind of good because those things are lame. <laughs> yeah, no, this is,
1: yeah. <laughs> exactly. I was, I was a little... I no, I heard I people
0: weighed. say that they're happening and stuff, but, man, I played one of them ba- uh, Kramer aluminum neck basses. It is terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, no, man. I mean, I weighed 90 pounds soaking wet. There was no way, you know. So I was Yeah, stressed, they are heavy,
0: know. too, yeah, but they, they sound yeah. terrible, too. Okay, okay. And what kind of amp did you run that bass
1: through? The same amp. I didn't know, you know, oh, I just wow. through the amp that okay. was there, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I, that- I never stopped playing bass. I was doing bass and guitar. But it's, at, a, at certain points in my life, the bass became the focus. In certain points in life, the guitar was more what I was doing, you know. Uh, but I always was involved in both, you know. But the bass thing, I'll tell you about the lesson, the, the two lessons I took. You know, I went and took a lesson, the first one. It was just this guy just talking down to me the whole time. And then I took another one and he said, you know, I I brought in a tape, a cassette tape of, uh, I think it was the Ramones. I think it was. uh, He's going to talk down at you on your first lesson? How does he know where you're at? (laughs) He, he He wouldn't even listen to me. I would tell him what I was interested in. He's like, that's not music, you know. And then. By the second you know meet, what, you second...
0: shouldn't have done a second lesson. I well, I know, so check this out. So I go okay. do the
1: second lesson, and he's got me doing Mary Had a Little Lamb. I said, You know, I'm okay <laughs> on I'm the bass, right. yeah, dun, 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 dun. you know, I'm just like, I, I'm, I don't, I'm okay, you know. <laughs> and then I just went home and played my ass off, and you know, every day
0: <laughs> by learning off records, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. yeah no, that's basically on me and D Boone did too. Although, there was a cat who showed a uh, stuff. But not with that kind
1: yeah. especially Mary had a little (laughs) laugh. Yeah, it was ridiculous, you know. It was just like, I was just scratching my head, you know. Look,
0: look, uh, I got to see, you got to tell us how we got to coffin break, uh, coffin pricks, because that's all you gave me. Well, no, you gave me a couple of, no, it's all coffin prick.
1: No, it's not, actually. It's two two different things. Oh, no, you gave me some extra
0: stuff, like, uh,
1: uh, what 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 is this thing here? I, I gave you one piece of music I made just for your show, actually, and then uh, and, and uh, there's and, and, a there's a delineation that? between the two things. So there's coffin prick, and then there's coffin pricks. Oh, Coffee that's prick right. The, the last
0: yeah. the last hour we play some stuff that's all only coffin prick, and before yeah. that, all the tunes are coffin pricks in the first two
1: hours. Yeah. Well, the legendary sweet tooth. That that's what you played. That that's that's coffin prick that's there. no I haven't played that
0: yet but that will come oh. that will come the only thing I've played so far is legend oh yeah legendary st- st- the first tune right well yeah. let- let's play some f- coffin pricks
1: bring yeah, it right. bring it <laughs> Boris yeah
0: Show Start off that chunk of music with coffin pricks, people. This has got the S. That means there was more than one involved, I assume. Ah, dangerous word, assume. <laughs> After that, Whale. This is uh, Yanni from last uh, edition. Project got it with his brother, Alexi. He knows what it is. And then another project is Last of the Red Hot Lovers. Get out of town. Zach Rosen with Vassal. Somebody in this day and age. That's great to revive that word. Peter Brotzman, octet, octet with a Machine Gun. Peter Brotzman, a great sax man. We lost him last week. 82, though, and he kept gigging all the way. Big inspiration. Todd Apperson, Pedro guy who lives up uh, in the Northwest nowadays. Sharp C in the face of the tree still smiles at me. This is the last music he recorded, uh, Man Alone. Sort of like what you were doing, Ryan, when you got started. Wolfie off their new record, Exploding Time, and finally Coughing Pricks again plural people right kind of loop.
1: explain coffin pricks okay well the name is the place to start for me because uh coffin prick was always meant to be an umbrella name in which i could do anything under coffin pricks happened to have been the first group where it was a live group with me and other people including a guy named chris thompson who was uh singer of a bunch of bands, Circus Lupus, the Monarchids, Skull Control, Las Mordidas, a guy from Washington, D.C., who I had played in a group with called the uh, Red Eyed Legends. I was playing bass guitar in that group. We split up. Chris was living with me. We start, I started this, making this music for him to sing with a, a drummer in Chicago named Jeff Rice. All this music of Coffin Pricks started in Chicago. So, um, were you in that, Chicago at the time? I was in Chicago at the time, yeah. Okay. I was there for 17 years.
0: Whoa, I did not know. When did you yeah. get to
1: SoCal?
0: Say again. When did you get out to SoCal?
1: Well, I was here in ninety nine to two thousand and then I moved to Chicago two thousand to two thousand seventeen and then I was here and then moved here in two thousand seventeen.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So kind of like the bungee cord snap you back?
1: Well, I was playing with some people here and and uh I decided that it would be a good time to come back here. Actually someone you've had on your show, a guy named Emmett Kelly I, was I music saw him with Thursday
0: David. in Highland Park at the gig
1: with Perubu. Oh, you did? Okay. I wouldn't yeah, shit I was, you, Ryan. Right. I was working. I yeah, he's back.
0: an incredible guitar man. And, and and the Chicago Connect.
1: He is. And he, and know a, what he, he and I were in a group called the Cairo Gang together for a number of years. You know what? Um,
0: the, the 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 person he came to the gig with? David Pajo. Oh, really? I wouldn't shit you. I believe it. Isn't that a trip? Okay, so, so you were playing with Emmett in Chicago. Okay. Well, he's was, living yeah. in California now.
1: He is. He's from here, yeah. But he, well, he'd been living well, in Chicago. Well,
0: he, so. he, uh, he snapped back, right? Because he did. Uh, yeah. Maybe people are meant to pull a shift in Chicago before they move somewhere else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good place to do it, You I know think. what?
0: It's got a great chemistry. A lot of cats come together, especially Midwest people, can come together and, you know, big shoulders, right?
1: Yeah, I'm getting ready to go play there for the first time since Emmett and I were there probably 2018. I haven't been out there in a long time. I'm going to play there. I'm doing a show of my music with all Chicago musicians. I have a band in Chicago and a band in Los Angeles. I'm so, looking forward to going. Let's get back
0: to your journey. Okay, so yeah. Coffin Prick was an uh, uh, you you call it
1: umbrella name. Yeah. What was the first
0: thing you did as a Coffin Prick?
1: First thing I did as Coffin Prick was some home recordings I didn't release, but the first thing... Was that the four track, the task game? was some stuff I did through the years. I intended to, to release it, but I just kind of lost track of it. And by that point, I had put this group together and I thought, I want to call it Coffin Pricks because it's not just me, you know. Um, and it it felt right. I like the name phonetically. It doesn't mean anything, you know. It just sounds good. So uh so then I had this group and I put it together. Well, to you know perform. what it makes makes
0: me think of there's a slang for cigarettes, coffin and nails. And oh, nails yeah. are sort of like dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a little bit, little bit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean I've heard all kinds of stuff, you know. People,
1: people tell me all kinds of shit, I just say, "Okay, yeah, but it could be that." Why
0: or, not? Or from Heidegger, I mean, fuck, you know, he's fucking Nancy and shit, but the shit about, you know, you're going know you're going to die and shit. So maybe uh, something to make you alive, like an ex- existential, like a little prick, like, hey,
1: life yeah. ain't forever. You better get to it if you want to create. There's a little bit of that in there, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: So I think it's a good, I think it's got a lot. You know, good name is something with a lot of possibilities, I think.
1: Yeah, it's open. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It's for, it's for you. You know, I don't, I think a lot of people try to lead people a little too much. It's not my responsibility, you know.
0: Yeah, like bone, uh. What was that name of that band? Bone. Bone. Bone So, Brother Steve, uh, the sax man for the Stooges, told me he was involved with this project. Bone Matine. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Kind of uh, cryptic, right? Look, we're yeah. at the end of the first hour. And sometimes that's good too, because it keeps people wondering, like a, a Zen Cohen or something.
1: <laughs> we're yeah, at the yeah. end of the end yeah.
0: of June 26, 2023 edition. Um, Watt for Pedro Show special guest, Ryan Weinstein. Steve. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. I'm so sorry, Ryan. Ryan Weinstein. Hold tight for hour two. June 26, 2023. Is the second hour of Watt for Pedro Show. for Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Coffin Prick, people. This is Sangular, so it's Ryan Weinstein, Man Alone Mode. And this is The Big Hunger. Then we had Rick Weaver and Mike Most, Mike Host. Not Most. He's the host with the most post. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, they got a new proj, and this is Moonlight Mosaic. Beautiful. Coffin Pricks. Now, this is plural. So this is an ensemble, people, with uh, Ryan... TV Detention, then Troposphere 7, brand new album, and this is Chak Instant. It's a weird word, Chak, C-H-A-Q-U-E, never heard of it. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Cheer Ooh. Accident after that, Chicago band, they were on last week, One thirty slash 3.30 slash 5.30 p.m. That's a good <laughs> title. Coffin Prick, singular people. Weinstein Man Alone Mode with swimming which you usually do alone, unless you're drowning and you need help. Okay, so uh, off-air, people, I was enlightened to the fact that there's only been one version of the plural. Tell us about that one, Ryan.
1: Yeah, Coffin' Pricks is a band. It's a group that I put together. I wrote all the music for it, but I played with other people as opposed to my music, which I record pretty much on my own. It was a group I made in Chicago with a guy named Chris Thompson, a singer uh who was in a bunch of groups I admired. He and I were in a group called the Red Eye Legends together. Uh that kind of split up and so I decided I want to make music for him to sing. I had already come up with a name, coffin trick, but it was always an umbrella in which I could do stuff. So I figured, okay, let's do this. You know, I got Chris to play, I got a him Jeff Rice to play the drums. We went in, uh made a record, uh, probably recorded 13, 14 songs. I played the bass and the guitar on it and we did a handful of gigs and then uh chris wound up moving to the bay area and that was the end of that it was lasted about a year and a half and uh that was that was it really tell me
0: about the first coffin pricks gig
1: first coffin pricks gig you know it's messed up man. i can't even remember it uh let me think here uh the first gig that we did i want to say was uh at a diy space in chicago um Man, I really, honestly, to be honest, I can't remember it. That's it's okay. so far removed from my That's thinking. That's okay.
0: That's okay. It's a watch from Pedro show. There's no hard questions. There's no wrong answers.
1: <laughs> Good. Now let's get
0: into the fucking singular. Yeah. Big hunger. Swimming. I, I want to know what's kind of the process when it's time to man alone and cough and
1: prick it. Well, I'll just sit there and uh, stare into the abyss and see what comes back to me. Uh, I just kind of sit sit down. Oftentimes I'll have ideas just kind of bouncing around my head, and I'll just... I, I recorded the majority of that record in particular uh, when uh, everybody was kind of just staying home for this uh, COVID situation um, and uh, bought a computer. I never was a uh, computer recorder, and I, I would just sit there and, and just spend... I'd get up, I'd walk my dog for about three or four miles, I'd come home about 9 a.m., make something to eat, and just record till about 8 p.m., uh, go walk the dog, come back, record until about 3 a.m., go to bed, and do the same thing, and I did that for about a year. And what happened there was uh, this album.
0: Okay, to get specific, The Big
1: Hunger. Big Hunger. Well, I uh, this is probably the first time I started really kind of... Uh, using synthesizers at home because I recorded this record in my apartment. I wasn't going to blast away with amplifiers and stuff. Uh, I wanted to keep my place. So I that started with me just uh, multi-tracking a lot of um, synthesizers and uh, trying to learn to use them. And uh, that was the outcome of that, really. I was thinking about John Fonte when I made that that piece there.
0: Yeah, because Ask the Dust, huh? there's Pedro in that book. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm trying to hook up the big hunger, you know, because you know instrumentals are trippy, right? Titles like John Coltrane, Alabama, for example. Yeah, there's a lot of weight, right? Because you yeah. you don't have lyrics. Well,
1: that's the beauty of it, right? So it's when like you're talking about with the name, it's it's open. It's it once it's out of my hands, it's up to you to decide what you think it is. You well, know? that
0: that was more band names, but maybe it goes to two names too. I know you can't copy. Does, yeah. You can't copyright. A song title but you can't copyright a band name yeah so they ain't the same thing
1: i i think i think that i don't i think as far as the titles go it's usually just where i am at that time you know where i'm what's on my mind it doesn't really matter to me so, it's, i'm I'm not going to hold anybody's hand through it you know
0: so one tune well yeah i mean you don't even have to talk about it i've had guests that say why do you think i wrote uh recorded the fucking song why <laughs> I have to talk about it. so s- big hunger, swimming, those sound like some uh well, one is more of like a kind of description, and the other one is kind of an activity
1: well one without getting too deep into the meaning i mean the 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 song swimming was kind of me thinking about the thing that starts to happen to you when you get older, you start to wonder if you're going to wake up the next day, you know what happens if you don't? That's really what I was well, thinking about.
0: Maybe yeah. one thing is certain: you ain't going to be swimming. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: but when you're but when you're alive, you know, getting through your day—that's sort of what you're doing. You're just no, no, I sleeping, think right?
0: swimming is a great fucking uh, metaphor or symbol or some uh, kind of thing to trip on or meditate because, uh, in some ways, yeah, that's what your heart's swimming to keep your fucking blood yeah. going, right? Yeah, yeah, liquid. You know, look. Well here's a tune you gave me and this is the singular crooked wisdom. Let's listen.
1: It just there's just something different there's just something different even mm-hmm. though i'm 20 something miles from the beach from the ocean here you know i there's just still something about it it's in the, it, there's just something in the air you know
0: well you know what's just... near you there there's a, a silver lake reservoir so you could always Oh
1: yeah <laughs> i got, uh,
0: think they got paddle paddle boats right pedal boats pedal paddle, paddle
1: not in the reservoir you could do that at echo park
0: oh that's what it is that's what it is
1: that's yeah right. yeah cuz people they gotta can't, drink they got drink out of the other thing they got the
0: reservoir <laughs> people so got a drink out of there they can't have you pissing and doing your boat let's oh, tell the yeah. people what they just heard start off that chunk of music with crooked wisdom Coffin Prick Chinese herbal medicine, brand new it's called Greed Handsome Furs out of Finland with White City Coffin Prick again because you didn't send me 11 tunes, you sent me 13 but I want everybody here. Rusty Lemonade ooh, that's an image <laughs> Henry Kaiser Rome Yamalov with Alabama March down in Mississippi and finally Coffin Pricks with Group Home Haircut yeah that, that's an image too <laughs>
2: you see titles right are here? heavy
0: when do titles come beginning, middle or end end okay well, no sometimes- I ask a lot of my guests that because Watt has to put him first or I can't write the song I need something to anchor to
1: well, I've done I've done some things where I've where I've started with just titles, like just as a cues, you know, to kind of like let's let's go there. But with the more often than not, I'd say it comes at the end there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm just curious. You know, the whole idea of composing really amazes me. You know, like it's kind of like drawing, it's kind of like uh, ceramics, it's kind of like building a house. Shit in a brick yeah. <laughs> brick shit house. Yeah. T- tell me about crooked like... wisdom.
1: What about it? Uh what do you want to know?
0: Whatever you wanna tell me. <laughs> I'm not I'm not fucking Right, Warren Berger, and I'm going to lose the case because Perry Mason, Perry Mason ain't even going to let it go to the jury, right? He's going to make the motherfucker stand up and admit it. <laughs> My mother loved that I want that to have show. more
1: of a Columbo-type relationship here. Let's see. No, uh, it's a
0: big trip about Columbo. They let you know. It's not a it. They let you know. The only thing oh, yeah. you don't know is how he's going to fucking bother the person who did it into admitting it.
1: Well, you know for sure he's going to say one more thing, and then, some, then it, You know, it's because it's going to drive him out of their fucking head, right? Yeah.
0: Okay. What about group group home haircut? I mean, you were trying to be funny there, right? Maybe.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, group home haircut—that was the first song I wrote for that coffin pricks band. Oh. Ah. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's right. It's plural people. This is the ensemble.
1: Yeah, that was the. That was the. That's the only. There only ever there's a there's a full l p of that music coming out that we recorded in that same session, but all that ever came out when we existed was one forty five and that was the a side to it group home haircut and when um, was
0: this stuff recorded
1: Ryan that was uh two
0: thousand thirteen I think probably wow, you know what Mr. Wells taught us we will sell no wine before it's time. <laughs> right it's like fucking two buck chuck mason brothers <laughs> like Bullshit. Look, we're at the end of the second hour <laughs> I don't mean to laugh but that was his 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 last work I think was those commercials yeah. no I know I just love it
1: you know it's like they just pulling these rabbits out of the hat you know I love
0: right. it. It's just, or it's out of their ass
1: <laughs> 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 anyway we come to the
0: end of the second hour June 26 2023 edition uh Watt Pedro's a special guest. Ryan Weinstein, people. The one and only. Hold time for hour three. June 26, 2023. It's the third hour of the Watt for Pedro show.
3: My volcano goes grass, a meditative spot. An anchor far
4: a bird to choose would be the general thought.
3: How red the fire rocks below. How insecure the sun did I disclose.
0: Tea show start off the third hour with coffin prick singular man alone. Ryan Weinstein, smooth rubber ailment. That's that's an image. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no titles can be fun, people. Emily Dickinson and Crane. This is Crane using this old uh, poet lady's uh, words for his situation, and uh, he used the one on my volcano grows the grass uh-huh. up in Idaho. Born shitsters out of uh, Fukuoka, Japan, with no place like home unless it's my home. See, have fun with titles, people. Then, as slow as the stream, this is part one of three from Alex Cunningham on the violin. A Produce, brand new initiation. Yeah, usually you start with initiation. And then finally, Coffin cough, cough Prick Sangular. Laughing. There was a. Oh, I'm thinking of a. Uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, Sid Barrett, right? But it's it's flaming. Yeah. Yeah, not laughing. You can't catch me, but I can't, I can't. You can't see me, but I can't. That is a trippy record. <laughs> Speaking of synthesizers, they made them sound. They didn't have them yet, so uh, they made them with a mouth. Oh, yeah. Isn't that a trippy record?
1: Yeah. yeah. I still so- remember the first time I heard that record. I had a really mind-blowing experience. I learned that I like the Beatles, Pink Floyd, and Captain Beefheart all in the same night.
0: Well, um, what's trippy there. is you find out, well, maybe not in your case, but most of the people I knew, we found out there was two Pink Floyds because we didn't know about the Sid Barrett one. We knew about this Dark Side of the Moon one. So they released the oh, yeah. uh, F- Sauce Full of Secrets and Piper at the Gates of Dawn, called it a nice pair, but they fucking switch out the Astronomy Domine from the studio one for the uh, uh, Montgomery one with David Gilmore, the man who took his place, his buddy. Yeah, I guess there's four or five I, gigs where there's a five man Pink Floyd, but
1: well, similarly, I can tell you a real quick story. Right. You know, I was I, if you got time, I was a, uh, I was on a, I was I was having a hallucinogenic experience with uh, some a friend of mine, a real good friend of mine, and his parents were there from Peru, and they always let us kind of just hang at the house if we were gonna get out of our heads and stuff and so that he was a big record collector he was one of those guys i knew early on who would buy records from people in europe had all the early 45s uh, english psychedelic music and stuff like that and i remember i was sitting there with him and uh i just kept you know sometimes when you're kind of in a certain frame of mind you might get into repetitive thinking i just kept saying you know i can't I can't fucking stand the Beatles. He had this amazing poster of the Beatles on his wall. I was like, I can't believe anyone would like the Beatles because in my mind it was like that was like my parents' music, you know. And so I would just like repetitively say like, I I hear the similarities, but the Beatles are fucking bullshit, man. And uh, he put this record on and I asked him, I was like, wow, this is incredible. What is this? And he he just went on and on and on. He made up some name, told me what it was, and then he flipped it to the B-side and it came on in this song. I was like, this is fucking incredible. What is this? And he tells me, it's the Beatles. It's Revolver. I can't believe it. I can't believe what I'm hearing. I'm disappointed in my, I'm like almost upset at this point. He's playing me the Beatles and I I love it. I can't believe it that I love the Beatles. And then I remember my. I think there's a lesson
0: somewhere, somewhere there though. What's that? There was a lesson being taught somewhere, not on purpose, but.
1: No, no, certainly not. I mean, I mean, it was just confronting my bias, you know, but I was, uh, but he says to me, you know, he's like, yeah, it's the Beatles Revolver. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. Now I like the Beatles. God damn it. And then I remember my exact words were, but I still fucking hate Pink Floyd. Two records later, amazing sounding record comes on. I'm like, what is this? You got to tell me what this is. And he laughs in my face and he says, man, this is Pink Floyd. This is Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Lesson number two. There you go. And then he sure. put on, then he put on Trout Mass Replica, and I wasn't ready for it. I said, "You got to take this off." Years later, I understood it, but at the time, I said, "You know you uh, gotta, you gotta.
0: the guy, Matt Groening, the Simpsons creator guy. He said the same thing. He couldn't handle that first, and then he got so
1: fucking into it." Oh yeah. At first, I was just like, "This is," I was I was tripping. There's no way I was going to get into it at that moment. I just wasn't ready for it. You know. Now, of course, I understand it's genius, but
0: uh, I saw the, the, one of the last gigs he did before he. Started went to Peyton
1: 100%.
0: And it started with Eric Drew Feldman doing Candy Corn on a bass solo. Eric Drew Feldman was at that gig Thursday.
1: Yeah, he was playing with Perry Uber, huh? That's right. Wow. Shows do go, yeah. Yeah.
0: Don't be mean to people because you might see him again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that man. He's a big inspiration. Somebody fucking kyped his keyboard. Anyway. At that show? Yeah, yeah. No, before, on the way there, right? An Uber ride, right? Yeah, donate. Somebody in a B- BMW, they got it on some kind of uh, ring video. Or... Look, I want to play Guild of Cowards because that's what this fucking thief was. <laughs> Watch for Pedro's show last chunk of this music. Start off that chunk with Gilda Cowards from Coffin Prick. Then Tom Moody and the all-new Greatest Hits Band. <laughs> That's a name. Girl on Fire. Bomas Prendin with Big Tussle. And finally, Coffin Prick, singular, with Western Folly. Yeah. The, the uh, uh, way, way I understand it, the policy most responsible for was Western expansion here was manorek next to me Mm, yep yep now uh do you uh, all this stuff you're bringing out now right because uh Mm. you owe the guys you played with and i i don't know you you want to kind of close a chapter
1: to start a new one yeah well you know it came up there was all this the, the, the the coffin pricks the plural band there was all this stuff that hadn't been done a guy from a record label who knew the drummer said i would love to put this stuff out and i said you know what Let's do it. Let's put a cap on it. It's nice that it's there. I think it's good. I've, it's not really where my head's at, but I I I I appreciate the time and I'm happy to do it. You know, so I'm already you know I'm doing something very different, which is my own music, which is the, the way I've probably always made music on my own, anyways.
0: We're talking um, coffin prick singular.
1: Yeah, that yeah. So like that's the fo- The band is not really my focus. I although I have a live group for coffin prick singular, which will be will do the show in Los Angeles and the show in Chicago. But, I mean, the stuff, the Coffin Prick stuff is like, you know, it's like, I guess you could call it archival or something. It's just, it's just putting the stuff out there. Sure, sure, sure. Better. I understand.
0: Well, and I think that's totally valid, valid, right? Yeah. I mean, when something happens, that's kind of a coincidence. So you document it. That's beautiful. What's the
1: label? Fuck, what is the label called? I don't even know that. Well, why don't we people know so they can find it, right? Well, it's not going to be out for another six or seven months, so I don't really know. I, I can't remember the guy's label. Okay. I, I'm in the process of, of doing the finishing, touching on the uh, the mixes of it right now. And actually, the guy who's doing the cover for it is a guy you've done some music with, uh, John Herndon. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. yeah Johnny Bucky, Machine, gonna that man. Music.
0: I'm going to record with him in the beginning of August with uh, Bucky, Bucky Pope, Pope from the Tar Babies, Vitz oh, yeah, Maroney well, from uh, Bazooka, and Pete Mazich from the Second Man here in Pedro at Casa Look, is there a website for singular Coffin Prick?
1: There is. There's a. There's a one of these Bandcamp things here. Uh, it's. A, let me see if I can find the exact address. I'm not real good with all this computer stuff. I'm sorry, Mike. It's probably uh, and- coffinprick.bandcamp.com.
0: dot bandcamp dot com.
1: Yes, that must be it. Yeah, that's got to be. C o f f
0: i n p r i c k people.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Because right. uh, I want them to hear this, you know, and and especially since I I don't really have the final mixes here, huh? Why, I do have the coffin prick, but not the pricks
1: no, the pricks that's just those are just some those are those are unmastered those are just uh, right, I just wanted right. to get them out there sure you
0: know? sure, 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 and give credit to the guys you played with because you know whenever you play, you're invested in the next time, so in a way, at that period, seventeen years or whatever before, uh, they were helping you along,
1: yeah, and I'm still in touch with them, you know there's still people i there's still people I respect, you know and so Who, who's
0: in the, the singular band? for live
1: the, gigs, a live band in chicago well, okay in los angeles is a guy named aaron olson who plays in a band called la takedown that i play with occasionally uh a guy named cole berliner a guitar player from a great band called kamikaze palm tree uh a guy named alejandro salazar is a drummer who plays in a band called rinks a guy named ben boy who i've played with in the in the cairo gang he plays in ty siegel in the freedom band he plays with uh, will oldham uh, and then a guy, a keyboardist, a guy who's going to play a keyboard named Walt Clements, who uh, plays in a band called Wise Blood. He also makes great music as, uh, uh, on his own called Lonesome Leash. And in Chicago, I got a lot of old friends. A guy named Sam Wagster, who I think was on your show.
2: Yeah,
1: he was. Uh, he's a great guitar player. He's going to play guitar with me. Doug McCombs from Tortoise. Yes. Yes.
0: Good bassman.
1: Yeah, he's playing bass. Uh, a woman named Azita Yusefi is one of my all-time favorite people. He, she makes records as Azita. She also is in The Scissor Girls and Bride and Nono. Uh, a woman named Billy Howard is playing uh, keys as well, who I don't know. She plays with Bobby Kahn. I'm just going to meet her for the first time when I get there. And then a drummer named Josh Johan Peter, who played with a lot of people. He's a real great drummer. And so, yeah, I've got different bands in the cities. Yeah, but these sound like good
0: people to play with, not just for gigs. Do you want have future plans to record with him?
1: I hope so. I don't really want to make another record like, like I had. You know, I don't want, I don't really particularly enjoy making records on my own. It was out of necessity that I did. I mean, not to uh, rub in
0: the Beatles or anything, but one is the loneliest number.
1: <laughs> that song. That song told a true tale.
0: <laughs> or one reporter's opinion. Look, whatever you get going in the future. The invite right now is out to you, Ryan. Would you please come back on the show and we could play it and talk about it? Yeah, I would love to. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. So keep on keep it on, please. Thank you again, Stevie Bono, for making the connect. People, it's been the June 26,
2: 2023 edition Waffle Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry.